0: Hello and welcome to the podcast for the February issue of the Lancet Infectious Diseases. Richard Lane here with TLID editor John McConnell. John, we're going to highlight three items this month. There seems to be a bit of a theme and that's to do with infection and infection control. Can we start with a very interesting review that we actually published online October last year and it did receive quite a bit of attention from the media and that's this whole concept of what is needed in terms of hospital cleaning for infection control.
1: Yes, Richard, this is a review by a doctor in Glasgow called Stephanie Dancer, and she's looking at the evidence for hospital cleaning and how that limits the effectiveness of MRSA in particular. I think the the key point that she's making is that cleaning is important, that it is crucially important, and that it may, may well be as important, at least as important as hand hygiene, and perhaps sometimes an easier intervention to implement than hand hygiene. However, the other side of that is is that cleaning as it's currently implemented in hospitals may be misdirected. In that, cleaning tends to focus on areas such as floors and toilets, and that really isn't the area from which patients pick up MRSA. MRSA comes from high-hand touch sites, such as hospital equipment, bed rails, door handles, that sort of thing. And those should be the sort of areas on which we are focusing cleaning efforts.
0: And did the publication of this review, there was a bit of media coverage at the time. This almost runs a bit counter to some of the populist media stories. I'm thinking of some sort of tabloidish British newspapers who shall remain nameless, who seem to think that the solution to everything is getting matrons in and getting some good industrial cleaners in.
1: Well, visible dirt may not be that important. I mean, obviously, it, it might act as a site in which the organisms can survive. It's almost certain that the invisible bacteria on the handrail are far more important and and far more worthy of cleaning than some dirt on the floor, however unsightly that may be.
0: Indeed, and she also talks about the importance of you know, proper budgeting for cleaning. And whilst it's great to, I suppose, to have some common sense in this paper, I don't suppose we can be too optimistic that it's going to suddenly change practice in hospitals overnight.
1: Well, it's very difficult to tease out the hard research evidence for the effectiveness of cleaning, and Dr Dancer has tried to do that in, in this article. But one of her conclusions is that money spent on cleaning is cost-effective It's money well spent and it's much more effective to spend that money on cleaning than it is to try and treat patients who become infected because cleaning efforts are inadequate.
0: Thanks, John. And moving on, but a related theme, a personal view, actually a consensus statement, isn't it, which is looking at the implications of gram-negative infections in the healthcare settings. What's this all about? Well, this paper is
1: specifically about the lack of new antibiotics being developed to combat gram negative infections. The particularly important infections here are things such as Escherichia coli, Klebsiellas, the Enterobacter species, Pseudomonas, and Acinetobacter, for which there is growing levels of antibiotic resistance and a dearth of new antibiotics coming onto the market to treat these infections.
0: So, what does a consensus statement achieve then? <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's really bringing together a number of concerned parties from several different countries in order to put some pressure on government and industry to back research efforts in antibacterials directly specifically against gram-negative organisms.
0: And finally, John, a very interesting piece, a reflection and reaction piece. This is looking at the antimicrobial telithromycin and the FDA. And there seems to be, as far as I can tell, the whole process here seems to be of of drug licensing seems to be shrouded in sort of terms of U-turns and inconsistency.
1: Well, I think that's true. I think there is some inconsistency in the Food and Drug Administration's latest policy, particularly in relation to this antibiotic called telithromycin. And this does relate very much to the incentives for drug companies to develop new antibiotics. So what's happened is that the FDA have decided after taking expert advice that telithromycin should no longer be prescribed for bacterial sinusitis and for acute exacerbations of bronchitis because they feel that the risk of using this antibiotic outweighs the benefits in infections which are essentially self-limiting. However, the problem here is that you could apply the same sort of standards to antibiotics which have been used for very many years. For example, there are